now. You're listening to the iZombie podcast with uh, Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and I'm pretty skeptical about wearing denim after six. <laughs> I'm Stephanie, and I'm trying to get off Friday night uh, so I can fix Robbie a home-cooked meal. <laughs> and I'm Moira, and I need a full-body detox wrap and an ear canal flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Welcome to the show, show Moira. Hi, you guys. I almost said, welcome to the show, Moira. <laughs> Of course, the, the Mora demon is very famous for uh, turning Angel into a human uh, in the episode I Won't Remember You. Anyway, nerd cred uh, aside, uh, welcome back. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Steph, um, we're really going to need to talk about uh, what's going on in your dating life. Oh, yeah. Um, Crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> what's your emoji look like? A winky tongue hanging out. <laughs> oh, you <Yeah>. too. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, um, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were waiting for the dog. If, if you guys haven't caught on that are listening, they're like, what the hell is their problem? Um, uh, Ravi is apparently dating someone named Stephanie. Um, so that was great. Um, we really wanted like corpses named after us, but we'll take uh, the... Uh, yeah, we'll take girlfriends. girlfriends. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I was waiting for the dog to be named uh, Robin, but uh, <laughs> at least that's what Steph said it should be, um, which I appreciate. But it's James, isn't it? Uh, it's uh oh gosh, where is it? I have it in my notes somewhere. Um, James, is it James? Really? That's what, that's what I thought. He was on the dog tag. He called it James in the park when they were. Oh, oh right. Oh, you're right. And that was one frisky yes. basset hound. Oh. <laughs> because basset hounds are not that <laughs> animated. That <laughs> basset hound has been drinking some Max Rager. <laughs> this is why I was confused. Um, the dog, the, the character, the dog's character name, what he's playing on uh, is named James. Um, but his real name is Lewis. But apparently they're calling him Minor on the set. Hmm. And take a minute to get that joke but majors minor. major and minor mm-hmm. hanging out together mm-hmm. um, i'm thinking i love this dog it's adorable i love dogs but you really need yeah. to get rid of this dog major don't put a bullet in ted and dump it over a bridge but i'm thinking that that's some uh, incriminating evidence you got there just wagging its tail all over your place <laughs> uh yeah you, you don't need to risk anything leading uh, evidence back to you. Yeah. Oh, duh. Now I get why you threw the dog tag away. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. That's probably not enough to not ID it. Right. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, it could have a chip. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like the Paw Patrol mm-hmm. could. Maybe uh, yeah. if the writers are really excellent, this will pop up later on in the season. Mm. We'll right. see. Mm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, a little bit of news before we get into the episode discussion, and that's just the fact that uh, we had some terrible ratings again. And I just want to uh, thank Baseball. Thanks, Baseball, for <laughs> screwing things up. Okay, Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, this is uh, actually Chicago. Chicago uh, oh. isn't even airing the episode. Chicago. If you're getting this podcast and you haven't uh, watched the episode yet, it's because you're not getting it until Sunday. Sunday! Um, so uh, that sucks. And I really wish they would, uh, 
you know, maybe play the baseball during the day when baseball games are played. Just put it on TV then and put our primetime shows that need ratings help and, you know, butts and seats, uh, you know, at their regular times. Not like reschedule them. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, do, you feel, do you feel better now, Rob? I may be a little biased, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's get into our episode discussion about Real Dead Housewife of Seattle, written by uh, Mr. Boss, Mr. Kit Boss, actually, uh, and directed by Jason Bloom. I have to, can I just give you my overall first, I have no point of reference to get into this episode. I know I've never watched a single second of Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who does watch that. Like, I don't, I don't know. But you, but couldn't you draw um, parallels if you see any movie that ever represented a New York socialite yeah. or something? That, that's kind of what my frame yeah. of reference would be. Because yeah, you're right, and, I don't watch that stuff either. And well, and reading Kit Boss's tweets. He did a lot of studying. I, yeah, he's watched a lot of Real Housewives. He said writing this and episode get, almost got him hooked. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought he said that he watched a lot of Real Housewives. He, re- he wrote the script and then he kept watching. Uh, like he couldn't stop watching. Yeah, yeah, that could have been I, too, yeah. A, apparently they're very dramatic. They fall on the floor mm. and they always use speakerphone because holding it up to their ear is too much work. <laughs> they cut uh, down their friends behind their back. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I just, uh, these people, these kind of people, I just get the impression that their full time job is themselves yes. and their, their appearance mm-hmm. and their, what they Ex- Exceptionally themselves. shallow and insecure and really not that interesting. Yeah. Right. That's, I think that's what I'm having a problem with is. Okay. But, but that would also describe the Kardashians and yet they're a full-time industry and I don't watch that either. So I do not. I refuse to pay. So I think we're not the right demographic. That would be my conclusion. Yeah. It's at at first though. Yeah. I was kind of like the same thing. I I read like one of the reviews of uh, this episode and it called, um, they said Liv was acting like a Bravo Liberty. And I was like, what the hell is a Bravo Liberty? And uh, apparently that's a name for a celebrity made by Bravo, the Bravo channel, uh, hmm. like a real housewife. I've never, ever watched one of these shows. So um, I was at first going, uh, well, I'm not getting – like if there's like jokes in here that are based on these uh, real housewife episodes, I'm not really getting it. And I really honestly <laughs> – I'm glad I don't because I don't watch that garbage. But – uh, just the fact that she, uh, you know, she's acting like this uh, crazy person, which, <laughs> but and also doing it so well, she's so like mm-hmm. the affectations in every scene. I, I mean, I wrote down some of the things like uh, uh, the way she just kind of holds herself in a pose. Um, yeah, oh, her manicured quick. fingers, how she holds them. Yeah, out. yes. Um, uh, the way she the way she adjusts her hair bangs. Oh yeah, you know? the, the fluttering the it's, eyes as she's doing mm-hmm. that, um, like the licking the top teeth to get rid of the lipstick. Uh, yeah, 
Do you know how I would phrase it? That even though none of us watch Real Housewives, mm-hmm. we now feel like we have because yeah. we watch yeah. her portray them. True. And it was the funny. holding the phone out thing. Thank you for explaining the phone business because I did kind of wonder what that was about. Like, why is she suddenly answering her calls this way on speakerphone? Yeah, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that was an actual so, thing. I thought well, that's just she, what she was doing. No, because she's never done it before. So I figured it was a thing, but I didn't know where it came from. So, I, yeah, to me, you don't really have to have watched those shows to be able to enjoy no. her, her performance. She is great. She's, she really yeah. is a great actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, and, I mean, I wrote down probably like 10 lines that she did were all around <laughs> the uh, – the whole bitchy attitude that she had, um, I, I just uh, I loved it so much. So I'll probably have to. There's there's parts of her that remind me of um, last week's episode with the frat boys. The in some ways, yeah, which was hysterical, by the way. That was so good. <laughs> anyway, um, but she reminds me of what a, a sort of a stereotypical sorority girl would be mm-hmm. like in a lot of ways, with the drama over the men and you know. Fake tears and collapsing. And, Why is it all about you? You know, all that stuff. But there wasn't I, interest. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, no. I mean, I enjoy lit, lit. Like, and I enjoy Rose, watching Rose do whatever she does mm-hmm. every week. So I don't hate this just because it happens to be about real hype wise. I think it's funny. I do almost wish that they pushed it a little further um, into how this actually relates back to Liv's own life. But then I realized that it would probably just be a repeat of what they did with Grumpy Old Liv. The, the fact that, you know, she's distant from everybody. I mean, there was some stuff where she was distant in the episode. We find out that it's her birthday and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I, 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 I was thinking about how lonely the, the even though these housewives think they have all the friends in the world and they're better than all these people how lonely it is as well and i thought mm-hmm. maybe perhaps uh um maybe they could have reflected that a bit but then again i also thought oh they kind of did that with the grumpy old man um brain in the season premiere so mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was good it was good um yeah so <laughs> I'm all over the place of my notes here, by the way. <laughs> well, that was because because Steph started with her distalt impression of the show, and then you were about to launch into the first scene. I think. No, no, I don't even. I don't even have these written out by Zine. I just have like, <laughs> and oh, this happened. Uh, don't forget about this. I got to talk about this. Um, oh, here's another thing. Since I'm also you know speaking about like the parallels between Liv and the victim. Um, the past couple of weeks, we've kind of felt bad for the killer and we didn't like the victims. And mm-hmm. this week we really don't like the killer, and, uh, but we still don't like the victim. But <laughs> we also like, like almost we feel bad that the killer is the killer because this is Liv's new proxy friend <laughs> or whatever. New friend, not proxy friend, but fake friend. Mm-hmm. Um so I just thought that was interesting that so far there hasn't been like a, a a victim that we feel terrible that they died. I mean, you know, all life is sacred, uh, but um, <laughs> uh, we don't we, we we don't totally feel bad that the this awful old man died or this douchey bro died, and of course this like you know vapid. Um, I'll use her own word, skank, <laughs> gets murdered too. Um, but at least this week, uh, the killer isn't like this like pitiful person. 
you know. Yeah, she's more of a, um, she's easier to despise. She's a con artist. She's a yeah, user. she's manipulative. And, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did you think about that at all, Steph? <laughs> I'm actually kind of thinking uh, about how the season's going with uh, uh, the victims and the killers. Not really. I was more, you know, it was more uh, that Peyton was back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, that Liv spent most of the episode, yes, yeah, she's isolated and didn't want to talk. She kind of wants to reach out because she wanted to plan a, bir- a plan a get-together for her birthday, but she didn't want to say it was her birthday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her friends were busy. Yeah. So she's wanting to reach out and... Uh, you know, be have a connection with her friends again, and uh, then she comes along. Comes along this friend who she can relate to only because she's on the housewife brain. Yeah. yeah, yes. And then she finds out Peyton's back, and Peyton has kind of reached out this kind of the same way by leaving her a birthday cake. So yeah, that all was kind of it was all sad. Uh, this uh, this brain. Was a lot about fashion. Did that kind of like? <laughs> I don't want to be like sexist, but you know, there are also girls that are probably not into what kind of shoes you're wearing. But did this trigger any sort of like mm-hmm from you guys? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I love looking at dresses and trying on dresses, and uh, but you know, being my age and my shape. It, that's not a lot of fun to do for yourself. Uh, so, twenty-five year old yeah, bodybuilder. Yeah. So, watching a twenty-five year old <laughs> try on dresses that are really cute and that look really adorable on—I mean, that's yeah. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and shoes. She looked love shoes. Yeah, it was, it was amusing. Yeah, it, yeah, it was cute. I was like, oh my god, there's Liv's legs. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she's so short, and those those heels did make her legs look long. Yeah, <laughs> I don't because she's I quite a petite like the, little thing. Yeah. yeah, I quite like the strappy black shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah, I could I could enjoy some what, of that. Is there such but, thing as a but, sitting shoe? Seriously, <laughs> I have no well, shoes are for sitting. Shoes, what so there are shoes? Yes, yes, because there are shoes that are so high, like four inch heels, that your the balls of your feet would get sore if you tried to walk on them. Any yeah, the, if you're gonna be on your feet all day you're not gonna wear those no. shoes okay you run up <laughs> <laughs> and there is never a day when i'm not on my feet all day so <laughs> all of my shoes are comfort <laughs> shoes <laughs> oh, hilarious and when you're young you can do stuff like that mm. the older you get the more i don't know your feet are just different <laughs> and sensitive i don't know you just you lose your arches; they flatten out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Stephanie, stop talking like you're 105 years old. Seriously, yeah. You're you're Ravi's new girlfriend. What are you yeah. talking? Oh, that's right. Come on. You're holding that down, huh? Uh, come you're on. The clubs. Good for you. <laughs> Does your husband know about this? By the way, we won't say anything. Don't yeah, spoil don't. the fun. God, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is Rappy just oh, sometimes what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> is there such a such a nail polish as uh, Sorry Beyonce? <laughs> Probably. Listen, nail polishes do have very funny, catchy, goofy little names. Yeah. That's completely yeah. possible. <laughs> yeah. They're called Sorry Beyonce, and I might be in love with them. <laughs> <laughs> 
all right. Well, why don't, why don't I uh, we outline the case? Let's try to figure out the case first. Um, okay, so we start off with uh, Killer Joe Fricano, who is pretending to be Alex Town, a realtor. And uh, Robbie got a crack off here about realtors that uh, I, I was a little sad about because, I mean, our, I'll be honest, my wife's getting into realty um, and, and uh, you know, are realtors actually known as thieves? <laughs> like, I know lawyers get a bad bad uh, rap, but I didn't know realtors did, too. No. They get a bit of a reputation for... Pricing a house at a price where it will sell, but it's not necessarily the max that the the, buy, the owner could have gotten for it. Uh, In other words, they want to move the merchandise, yeah. so you need to do your homework before you accept their version of what your price should be. It's true. You got to watch the market. My wife yes. watches the market. She's fair. This tip brought to you by Steph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I, I should call my wife in the room to talk to her about this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joe murders Taylor and, um, how about that fall, by the way, I, I was, I had a little bit of uh, vertigo <laughs> from uh, last season, but, uh, vertigo from looking over that ledge and seeing how far they fell. That was a long way down. <laughs> I love the view. However, I was oh, actually gorgeous. just, yes, I was mesmerized. I kept staring at the view yeah. <laughs> and, and the whole veranda and the whole thing and thinking, Oh, I rather like this house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, um, the the it's like a Pacific Northwest thing. The the mm-hmm. TMO. Have you do you guys know about that? The mountain. Oh, the mountain. I I did not know about that until this show. Yeah. That probably applies to Vancouver too. I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's an issue. Mount but. Mount Rainier. I had a uh, Twitter friend who was in a plane going over the clouds, but he had this magnificent shot of uh, Mount Rainier, like, poking up through the clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so awesome. Um, I would love to go. Northwest is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so he's got this Facebook profile with uh, her Pilates schedule. Um, and we basically were just like, who hired him? And of course, Clive, his default theory is it's the wife or it's the spouse. It's the husband rather. Um, because, uh, Taylor's kind of a, kind of a trophy wife of, uh, Terrence Fowler. Mm. Well, and he acted like they, like he just found out mm. that she was having an affair with Von Duke Clark. Mm-hmm. But he knew. Right. But, yeah, because so. yeah, and a and later on, Liv saw in a vision that he he knew already. Mm-hmm. So he was a suspect for a while, and Vonda Clark because Liv just does not trust him <laughs> at <laughs> all. She hates him so. <laughs> yes. He's the worst yes. person. He has sex with an Ancon for Pete's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that. That's the thing she took out of her vision. You know, I, I yeah. You oh, say anyway. I want to burn my eyes. <laughs> um, uh, I did want to mention uh, Veronica Mars fans. Uh, David Starzik um, played Terrence Fowler. Uh, David is, played uh, Dick's dad in Veronica Mars. Oh, okay. And there was also a gigantic, uh, awesome Veronica Mars Easter egg in this episode. Ah, uh, yes, I think everybody went crazy. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, and don't you know that Rob Thomas had been holding on to that for a while? like I've got to I've got to play this at the right part. Yeah. 
Well, he used it as a uh, chapter title, I believe, uh, early first season, maybe the first or second episode. A long time ago, oh, we used okay. to be friends. Fo- folks, if you have no idea, it's a Dandy Warhol song that uh, is the theme song to Veronica Mars. So. Oh, it's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> and we had uh, Serge Hood. Uh, who plays High Price Laurier uh, back again. He was actually in the episode The Exterminator. He he never has any lines. He just whispers into <laughs> High Price clients' uh, ears. Like, you're like, what is he oh, saying? Oh, okay. What is he saying? And that, well, that was amusing. Yeah. How would you characterize your marriage? <laughs> Happy. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, another suspect uh, is quickly dismissed is uh, the real Alex Town, who is this uh, um, real realtor who's got this amazing handbag, uh, um, and she—it's a Stella McCarthy. Oh, uh, McCartney. The, M- McCartney. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought she McCarthy. said Estelle. Is it Estelle? No, what's Estelle Lauder? Why do I know this? No, it's Estelle Lauder, and that's a perfume thing. Oh, wrong. <laughs> I thought she said Estelle, not Stella. Oh, I didn't know what she was talking about. Hey, there was a there was a clothing shop. It was called Howder Than Hell. I'm not sure yes. if that was reverse to something else. Yeah, I love my punish store names. What what is Howder? Halt, halt Couture. Oh. It's like half fashion. Hauter Than Hell. Hauter Couture. H U T E. Haute Couture is the designing and making of high-quality fashionable clothes by leading fashion houses, especially to order uh, expensive fashionable clothes. Oh, uh, okay. Um, it's just high fashion. Oh, my, it is. I'm looking it up. Estelle Leather Bags. Oh, it is a stale. Yeah. All right. Don't – yeah, stop writing that email, folks. There's a <laughs> ton of handbag enthusiasts, like – yeah, they're like, Harassing yeah, us. I don't know my handbags. Oh, and it's still a bag. Hmm, looks British. What do I know? I'm just looking it up. Cool. So, yeah, it was Estelle. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <sighs> We're showing our lack of fashion know-how. So yeah. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention that a long time ago we used to be friends. Uh, Kip Boss actually tweeted and said that that line was all Rob Thomas. So yeah. that's the reason why it was in there. Uh, oh, there it is. Yes. Uh, there was a business name that I loved that I could get immediately. Um, it's the new seafood in a smoothie place called Finn and Juice. <laughs> Which I love. Really? Because? Fin, Finn so, and Juice. I get it. Like you know, gin and juice? Like gin and juice. Okay. And, what's, and what's gin and juice? It's a song by Snoop Doggy. Oh, see, what would Snoop I know? Doggy. Snoop Doggy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, the Snoop Doggy. You know the, 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 the oh, he says god. the rhymes. Oh god. <laughs> he smokes what okay. uh, wacky tobacco. <laughs> <Just> moving on. <laughs> Uh, so the real Alex Town says this killer Joe was uh, poking around the nightstand of another one of her estates owned by Vaughn Du Clark, and it turns out that uh, Joe was looking for Bethany to find some sort of evidence of the affair that Vaughn was having with Taylor, and that way um, Bethany could convince Terrence to be with her or something, right? I don't know. That was a bit, that was a bit of a thin. <laughs> Excuse, like a thin theory of how she was going to get her man, I thought. Because first of all, 
it turns out we know that he already knows his wife is having an affair and he doesn't really care. So little, what's her name? Bethany, the bimbo, the stylist bimbo. That's it. So, or harmony or harmony or whatever, or Ivy, right? (laughs) Whatever. Um, so her, the whole reasoning and her whole motive and, and getting this, this guy to agree to work for her makes not a lot of sense to me. Like, I don't see what the guy's getting out of it. If, the hitman guy, you know, mm-hmm. right. what's he, what's he going to get out of this? So if he gets evidence for Bethany and then Bethany gets her man, he doesn't get Bethany. I think the, I think maybe he's thinking, or maybe she told him, cause it's not totally explained in the end. They, they no. throw out their theories in the interrogation room. She's basically like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, we'll figure it out when you're in jail. Um, but, uh, Joe is, is thinking that Bethany is going to then, they're going to murder Terrence together and then Bethany will get all the money and then her. Oh, okay. Her all right. See, see this is why it's like, I start doing that peanuts, Charlie Brown teacher talking thing where <laughs> I start right. just wah, 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 because it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, I, at this point, I don't really care what you think she did. Like, we know she did it. That's fine. I don't care. This is a very complex case. Because yeah. they had these stereo guys. They had the bitchy friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sugargamio.com is a part of yeah, it. Yeah. A whole other possible, you know. Like, we could have gone down a whole other avenue with that, the sugar daddy thing. I mean, it turned out just to be how we introduced Bethany. I get and that. we get to but... hear the word skanks over and over again because of that site. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. How do you guys? No, not particularly. (laughs) I never had Um, the opportunity. (laughs) You sound like you're missing missing out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Robin, there's not enough skanks in your life. I'm so sad. You need to frigate the clubs. Yes, right. I'm going to go out I, with I would never, I would never call somebody a skank. Yeah. But if I ever did say that word, it was when I was trying to make somebody have this imp- – I didn't directly call somebody a skank, okay? <laughs> I kind of indirectly did. So, yeah, it's kind of a word that I use that I don't want to call people. Yeah. You know, I don't want to degrade people like that. Yeah. It means they're like dirty and slutty, right? Like gross. Yeah, and like low class, yeah. low class. I think that that's what it, what they're trying to say is they're high class because they have money and they wear whatever clothes. And so a skank would be somebody who can't afford those clothes. And oh, it's not just that. I think it's more that she's trying to somebody who's trying to dress to be sexually alluring, but not doing it in a classy way. Because yeah. these, these, because for these women, it's okay if you look sexy and alluring as long as it's classy mm. and not yeah. trashy. You know, there's not a whole lot of difference that I can see between them, really. <laughs> I, hate to, yeah. I hate to tell, you know, trophy wife this, but um, yeah, it's all your perspective. <laughs> so, in other words, she shouldn't be calling anybody a skank. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, I, we kind of worked our way through the case. I did want to talk a little bit about Clive. Um, he has mentioned before that Liv is very method. <laughs> so because like every week we're seeing yeah. Liv like she's she's basically acting like the murder victim, and I'm wondering, yeah. you know, is he going to say like? Like when will he clue in? You mean? Well, it's like he clues in, but he's. I think he thinks it's a psychic thing. Um, that maybe he thinks it's part of how she sees her vision. Really? You think he... Because she dresses up like them. <laughs> I think he doesn't want to think about it. Yeah. 
Probably. Or maybe he just thinks she's quirky yeah. and that everyone's to do. I don't know. Um, um, Malcolm Goodwood actually did tweet. He said, stay tuned. He'll eventually say something. So I don't, oh, I don't, I don't know. That's cool. Be, but I'm looking forward to that. Cause On a different note about Clive, <laughs> that's a more aesthetic note. For the end of the, the episode, especially when he was in the interrogation room at the very end with Bethany. Yeah. I just kept looking at his forearms and his biceps yeah. and, and thinking, wow, is he way more buff than he was in season one? Because <laughs> <laughs> after seeing Major working out, which that was really fun, yeah. by the way. Yes. Wasn't it still? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, anyway, but I was thinking, you know, Clive is not bad. <laughs> turns no. out his, uh, his muscle felt well, he could use a pocket Don't. square. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but Clive wears those. He he wears those very uh, snug fitting uh, shirts. But but okay. But is it just me, or is he? Does he seem a little more buff than he used to be? Um. Yeah. He, last season, he he did have the biceps, but I think they are bigger this this season. Mm. And I think somebody tweeted to him to asking him if he'd been doing push ups or something like that, oh. and he he acted. He, you know, he kind of blew it off or whatever, but... And now I sound just as shallow as the real housewives <laughs> of Seattle. I won't call you the S-word, I promise. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, the, those guys all hang out together. Maybe they're all hitting the gym together. That's kind of where I was going with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm not waiting to see if, if Robbie's, you know, physique starts to change a little more. I don't uh, I, You know, he had a, he had kind of like a, a big... A uh, shirt open scene uh, last up last week, but he was seen from <laughs> afar. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um. Oh, um. Bethany, I just wanted to mention that uh, she's played by Jazz Raycole or Raycoli. I'm not sure. Um. She is a professional dancer, but has been acting for a while. Um. She was the voice of uh, one of the puppies in Babe. She was uh, Stan oh. Stanley's daughter on The Office, and if you ever watched Jericho, oh, she's uh, yeah. Hawkins' daughter. Is Hawkins is that uh, Morgan from? Uh, yeah. Okay, I knew she looked. From yeah, Hawkins. yeah. So she's been around. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of daughters, hmm. oh yeah, Wanda Clark's, Clark's daughter, yeah. his love child, his love child with some high cost kink. <laughs> Yeah, so you can that there's blah blah that explains why she's as devious and cutthroat as he is. Yeah, she's also (laughs) seems like I I, we were talking before how how it seemed like you know she was kind of starting to steer the ship a little bit, but she's more like Mm. you know trying to you know how a daughter tells a dad like what they what he should be doing or whatever you know. Well, it's why Mm -hmm. she's so cheeky with him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Explain it explains her position. So we didn't have we didn't have Blaine this week, but we have uh, more daddy issues. It seems here because we now have uh, Vaughn and Gilda as uh, father and daughter, just like Blaine and his father. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what's the next daddy coming that that's going to come to the show? I'm thinking Libs. I don't know. <laughs> I was yeah. just about to say we've never ever heard about her dad, have we? He has to mm-hmm. show up eventually. Eventually. Uh, yeah, all the little cowgirls have daddy issues. So, uh, yeah, I really hope someday we get uh, uh, Leanne Lapp on the show to talk about Gilda. Maybe she'll um, want to stop by more towards the 
end of the season or whatever. Um, but her, cause her character just keeps growing. So I'm sure she's got a lot of secrets. She doesn't want to blurt out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love the scene where she is, uh, eavesdropping on the whole, um, major confrontation. And, uh, I, I guess they, they, that her and Vaughn and Max Ranger did not know about Liv's visions. So that was interesting. I couldn't tell from that scene how much she her overheard. Like I, I just mean I was the way they filmed it or yeah. something. It was unclear to me whether she only saw the confrontation with Major or whether she then saw the the conversation afterward between Clive and Liv. Yeah. What did you guys think? Yeah, she because they were heard it all. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, she must okay. have heard it all. But Boo. but. I think it was more like later because she did mention she did say something to Major that was I, I was like hey Clive is right there but maybe she was far enough because she says something to Major about like uh, uh, it's the brain I'm on I'm sorry you know because <laughs> yeah like she slaps him well yeah good point though because if Liz there's Liv what's her name Liv yeah, for real <laughs> said that ways. to yeah it said that to Major <laughs> in earshot of Clive and. In order for Gilda to have heard it, Clive would have had to have heard it, don't you think? That's why I was a little confused about how much Gilda was supposed to have yeah. heard. That's one anyway, one of the reasons I was confused. It was, it, it, it was staged. Because she's so, hiding behind that little pillar or whatever. Yeah, and I think Major <sighs> Liv have that kind of secret conversation to the side there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then Major leaves with Vaughn and then she stays there and talks to Clive for a moment and then walks off with Clive. So Gilda hears all that. So... And if they've been doing their zombie research, they don't have any way of already having realized that zombies get get visions of the That's brain the thing, tape. Yeah. Like, I'm like I don't get it. Why, how maybe it, mm. I, I don't know because there's th- these Max Rager zombies. Are they the same? Yeah, kind of like well, I don't know, but it's not like they've had no exposure to zombies. So <laughs> anyway, I I couldn't yeah I couldn't quite decide what the point was of all that. Yeah, I mean obviously Gilda had to hide from um, Liv, right? Because yeah. Yeah, duh, of course, she, but yeah, beyond really that, I wasn't out. quite sure. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm here no to uh, uh, <laughs> uh, deliver the paper. <laughs> because Lowell, he did take on the personality traits of That's the brain right. that he ate. But he didn't necessarily have visions, did he? I don't think no, so. I don't think so. I, don't I think he mentioned something about having... Well, maybe he's just talking about the personality. I just thought there was something about him having to, uh, or knowing, um, like he he would have visions of, like the homeless kids. Did he say that? I'm trying yeah. to remember. He said something hmm. about that, um, but I can't remember specifically. And uh, and also, wait a minute. Who was the? Remember when um, uh, some guy wanted to buy brains from Blaine, and he said he wanted an astronaut. Remember that whole yeah, thing? Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm tired of seeing these images of the homeless kids." So yeah, yeah. It must be a thing. Now that I think about it, yeah, it must be a thing it that all be. the zombies do see visions. But maybe it's not a thing for people that are turned into zombies through the Max Rager. It's more of the thing that people are turned into zombies through what's going on with the Utopium. I'm almost thinking. Okay, now you're just getting too deep for me. You're just. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, We're three levels. Okay. There's subsets of zombies, right? I'm almost sick of there. It's like at first I thought it was a, you know, a special mixture of the Utopium and the Max Rager. Um, yeah. The boat party. There was like things. there was Max Rager on the boat, but there was also tons of Utopium. 
So I thought it might have been a special mixture, but I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I mean, Robbie's trying to hunt down that tainted utopium, right? So is Blaine. So I'm hoping. And Peyton's on the trail of everybody. Yes. <laughs> now. But, I mean, before we get away from this zombie issue, I did want to talk about this, uh, this zombie down in the lab. Oh, the super zombie? Yeah. <laughs> From Super Supermax, <laughs> I guess, and that's what I'm thinking. That's like, what I'm assuming. It, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, so that's not a zombie that gets visions and <laughs> takes on personality traits. No, that's, that's more zombie. like a Walking Dead zombie, yeah. right? Because, but quicker. Because <laughs> it was Doctor Holland. Now, yeah. I, I have we ever met Doctor Holland? That's what that I was like. Him? I have we uh, because I didn't that. the 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 doctor, the research doctor that Vaughn hires in the season finale, actually didn't yeah. have a character name, but oh, okay. he was played by Brian Markinson, and Brian Markinson was billed in the opening credits or you know oh, the okay. guest starring credits. So I'm thinking that was that was the same guy. Wow. I know. I've been. I, <laughs> uh, no, I just mean not a good outcome for him. Poor doctor. Um, so it's been three months. If if he got. Turned into a zombie immediately after <laughs> he he started working there. Uh, it's been three months since all that. So, it, is he like some sort of super zombie? Does he turn into some sort of like uh, yucky looking zombie, or is it that you turn into that if you've been starved for even just three months? Like, how long was Marcy starving? Or can he turn it on? Okay, you know how when Liv or whoever, when they when she goes full on zombie, right? She starts to look more like a zombie yeah. in her eyes anyway. So could it be that he can turn it on? It didn't look to me like something you could turn on and off because his skin was green for <laughs> yeah, God's right. sake. You know? Don't make me he angry. Looked like the Hulk. He looked like zombie Hulk is what he looked like. Don't make me hangry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I, plus the fact that he has been kept down there, uh, Vaughn, you know, opens the sliding door and he magically appears. You're right. Like, who's who's feeding him? Who's keeping the zombie up? I don't know. Mm. It's hard to say. And if he knows that it was caused by the Max mm. Rager and that's what's turned him into super zombie, then why does Von DeClark have any delusions that he's going to market this stuff and all hell is not going to break loose? I have it no idea sense. what his intentions are because he know. knows this stuff turns people into <laughs> it turns some people into <laughs> zombies. So. Well, regular Max and then, he, and then he wants to get rid of all the zombies. <laughs> yeah. You see my point? Like, So why would you then carry on no trying to tell your board that there's going to be this amazing uh, corner on the market and, and huge profits should be made from Super Supermax if you have a super zombie hiding in your basement? <laughs> all I can think of is he's just trying to earn a ton of money and get the heck out. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, okay. and I, I'd, I'd be sad if it, it came down to that because he's – Becoming Von de Clark is one awesome villain, and and as sad as much as I love David Anders, like I actually wasn't really like where's Blaine this week, and I wasn't at all like that. I I, I was very satisfied with what we were getting from the Max Ranger um, storyline. Really? Because I have two minds about it. Because I. I- Oh, I don't want to say it's the wrong way. I, I enjoy, like, I, I like watching Steven Weber. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, the characteristics of Von de Clark are fun to watch. In that sense, yeah, he's a fun villain. But in terms of the actual plot line about it, I wish I had a better idea what the hell the point that's, was. That's really that's what I'm trying to say. I think that's yeah. it's starting to annoy me a little bit. Like, you know, you don't have to paint a picture and draw me a dotted line for me to be happy. But I wish I had a better idea really what his motive is. Like with Blaine, you get the sense that, 
okay, Blaine wants to corner the utopian drug trade and be rich mm-hmm. and eventually kill his dad. We now know that yeah. motive. But you can see, you know, when they're filling in the blanks of that character, it's fleshing him out and it's interesting to me. With Von Du Clark, I'm like, okay, is he just about money? Is that really it? Is you know, I just uh, I, I'm hoping there's. And I, I, don't I think know. they made I'm it pers- even more interesting though with this the, finding out that Gilda is his daughter. Um, I think it, this twisted relationship makes it even because I mean, he's got this. I just love how Stephen Weber plays Von Du Clark. <laughs> like nothing bothers him. Yeah. <laughs> Liv, yeah. I, I wrote that like Liv makes a crack about him about marrying his re- reflection, and he's like, "Burn!" <laughs> she tosses a bunch of water at him and says, "I'm not your little whore," and he just is like, "I suppose we're done here." And he, yeah, I love how he like cracked up at Liv and Major's argument. He's like, "Ho ho, she's a pistol." Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He's fun to watch yeah. uh, completely, but I'm saying I don't necessarily care about the plot. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe that's just me. I, I don't know. You, what do you think, Steph? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lot more interested in David Anders' uh, storyline, where that's going. Than, mm-hmm. It's just the Max Ranger. I don't understand. It's too complicated. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not And dis- I'm, I'm missing something. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think are missing, missing it. it. I think... No, I think they just haven't told yeah, us enough to or something. Revealed. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Am I missing something? Or is this just the beginning of the mystery and we'll find out yeah. something later? It's three episodes yeah. in, so maybe. Uh, maybe. And I'm not, and I definitely I'm not saying like, well, this show could do it without Blaine, you know, if it was just purely Von No, I would totally miss Blaine. David oh, Anders yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying that, um, you know, Von Clark's uh, a fun, fun distraction. He is a fun distraction. And maybe I need to be a little more patient. But I am enjoying Gilda, too. Yeah. Although, okay, I don't know. Are you, am I, can I skip ahead? No, no, please. We're skipping <laughs> all over the place. Oh, we are. Okay. So, no, I don't want her all over Major. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, want it. No. And I just, oh. And I'm thinking, okay, so this is drug-addled Major. Who That's just, what I'm thinking. It's right, just that, the drugs. It's just it's the utopia. The, please, God. It's just the utopia. I saw a uh, TV, TV Line article today. Uh, it was posted in our in our group. Um, if you want to join our Facebook group or at iZombie Podcast. Um and it was uh, just basically spoilers, but it was a talk with Diane Ruggiero Wright, and she says, and, and uh, if there are any kids in the room, hold their ears. It's, he, she says that uh, uh, Major is uh, grudge fucking Gilda, which <laughs> 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 is like wow, uh, yeah. So it's the frustration mm-hmm. of having to um, carry out this. These murders mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to do, and he's he it's got himself. he's got to let it out somewhere. Yeah. yeah, but she's the one. I'm sorry, but she's the one who's helped to force him into that corner. So if you're gonna get your rocks off to relieve your stress, can you not deal with her? Uh, well, I'm, she <laughs> tried to explain her. You know, oh. she tried to make like listen. Oh yeah, right. You, my father would murder everybody. <laughs> We're doing yeah. good. <laughs> Okay, on that happy note, when – well, a couple of thoughts. One, when um, when Major goes up to the jogger, the dog walker, whatever, in the dark, mm. and he zaps him in the arm or wherever he zaps him in the neck with his lovely pneumatic <laughs> uh, hydraulic little pump there. Yeah. First of all, I was jealous because I don't understand why – I don't have one of those <laughs> to inject people with. I just don't think it's I fair. I thought you were like, why does the major jump me in a park? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> but I wouldn't want to be unconscious. No, exactly. <laughs> Ew. That would ruin the whole point. Um, so that was part of me just being a little bit jealous. She's like Dr. McCoy and Star Trek, right? Yeah. How come they have and I don't? So I want one. That's an aside. But also, oh my God, Major, you need a silencer on your gun. Stop shooting people in the middle of bridges where sound carries over water mm. at night. <laughs> With a gun that makes an audible sound. Like, come on. He wants to get caught. I love oh, that. Uh, did we mention? He's too, he's too smart for that. <laughs> he's the guy who can get his hand on any weapon. Remember, you want a grill in? <laughs> but he's terrible okay. at buying drugs. Oh, my God. I guess God. not anymore, right? <laughs> anyway, I, I feel so badly for him because he's doing this. You know, thing because he feels he has to, and uh, it's. Awesome. And I don't know if we mentioned it. I mentioned it before the podcast or on the podcast, but uh, I love me some voices, Carrie. Till Tuesday, Amy Man, great eighty. I thought that was a. I thought it was a little on the nose. Oh really? I think yeah. it's more like Majors killing zombies. He's got to play some eighties music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but let me tell you what was the best part of this episode. Oh, please, when she when she's in the changing room in the dressing room mm-hmm. and she has the voiceover she's talking about a new best friend <laughs> and then the phone rings and then she's like she stops yes. in mid voiceover that was awesome <laughs> that was great <laughs> yeah she's just her, her thought is completely interrupted and she picks it up later she's like like I was saying blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like what is this the uh, zombie diaries going on <laughs> yeah that was the best part of the episode for me <laughs> Um, so, I mean, we're talking about Major. I, I did want to, uh, um, say a few things about him. Um, he's now working out at the Max Rager gym, uh, getting a little mm-hmm. something on the side with Gilda now. Um, and we find out that he's actually crossing humans off on the list too. He's not just going around murdering everybody on the list. He, he checks them out first and if they're human, he crosses it off. But Vaughn apparently wants them to be working on this double time. <laughs> And uh, the whole the whole cruise threat is uh, said. I, I just basically wanted to know, like, um, you know, speaking about uh, you know Von de Clark and what his motivations are, Blaine. What is his motivation? I mean, how close are we feeling to Major now? Do we do we understand what he's doing? Because it seemed like he was all over the place in this episode. His his moods, at least the way he's acting. Oh my God! You know what he's like? Hmm. <laughs> Buffy reference. He's like. Oh God! What was her stupid boyfriend? No, he's, name? he's like Riley. Yes, he's like Riley. How dare you? Oh no! <laughs> you know, to get his vamping on, it's oh, uh, he's gone to the dark side in a stupid yeah. way. Uh, don't you think? Kind of. It's, it it just doesn't feel so tacked on as it did in Buffy, but I don't know. Maybe well, maybe, but I just think it's, it's so cause... not. It's so unlike the major that we have grown to know and love. Mm-hmm. For him to suddenly turn into an addict. It's true. I, I, I talked to my my wife about it. She's like, I miss Major. I was like, there's no, like, we're not going to be able to go back. He's murdered people. And, and uh, you know, he knows about the existence of zombies in the world. His life is completely changed and there's no turning back. Unless he gets hit over the head, which he could, you know, they could hit him over the head and he could forget about everything. No, I, no, I mean, Liv turned into a zombie eating pseudo monster and she's adorable so yeah i have for redemption for major because i'm an optimist 
Um, I wrote down. No, on the other hand, though, it's really cool to see him, his storyline, I mean, mm-hmm. become more complex and, you know, and to see this darker side. I, I'm sure that's why they're doing it. Um, but I just don't know if I completely buy it that a guy who was, a guy who was a social worker in, mm-hmm. I it just, I don't see that that would be his outlet. That's all. Uh, uh, you know, he was down in the dumps about these kids. Um, yeah. And then he gets kind of pushed into doing this with Ravi, the drug thing. And, you know, you see him have that switch when he's in the club. He's he's like, I, you know, I feel great. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, okay. So maybe it's the escape that he needs to be able to do these murders. It's the only way he can live with himself is to escape. Maybe that's what they're trying to portray. Yeah. So maybe that's... that's I guess that might be believable. And and that could go back to what I was talking about before, that he's all over the place. The fact that he's sometimes on drugs and sometimes not. Because um, mm-hmm. I wrote down, like, ah, oh, the gym, he's down and depressed and self-destructive. He's And then, you know, with, uh, with Liv and Clive, he's very defensive and pretty quick to turn on you. Like, uh, just that crack he says to Clive, I was like, holy shit, dude. What did he say? I don't remember did now. Did you get reassigned to the solved crime squad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very, that was very uncharacteristic. Uh, so, major. so maybe. Oh, there we've just we've just what's unraveled that he exactly. They're trying to show us he is not himself. Yeah, and then at the end uh, of the episode, okay. these all goops okay. and giggles with Ravi and Peyton. Mm-hmm. Well, probably he probably just did a hit of Utopian before he walked on the floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, the, the head of the Utopium Task Force doesn't see the uh, the way how glossy his eyes are. Apparently, <laughs> she's going to have to study it a little bit. More. I like watching Peyton and Ravi together. Yes, we need to talk about this. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, but but I see that Peyton is going to have to take. She's she's going to find out about Major. Mm. I'm so afraid. Yeah, she's I know. Have to, yeah, yeah that's, okay. She's going to find him like buying or whatever, or like passed yeah. out in a drug. Oh house yeah, or for sure, for sure. Cliche thing. <laughs> but yeah, that was a very <laughs> thing. Yeah. When. <laughs> When Ravi comes in and he's all, yeah, I had a date, blah, blah, blah. And then he sees her and he's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my heart just sank. Were you sad because he was like, oh, he's finally seeing Peyton and now what? He's not going to be coming back for another date with you? What do you mean? Oh, yes, exactly. That's why my heart sank. I mean, you cooked for him? What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was so sad that he's gotten over. I mean, not that they... They only went out a, a few times. It's not like they were this great love. Mm, but right. he was over her, moved on, and was now it she's though? back. Because he does, he does seem. I was, I was happy to see that uh, Ravi is this. Uh, very, he, he's stronger with. He's very, um, he's very confident and self assured, and not obnoxiously so. He's, he's. He, you know, he's like, well, you know, it's been three months, and I'm I'm dating and and whatever, you know. Yeah, he's happy with himself. Yeah, um, and he just seems no, to I don't think okay. it was an act. Yeah, but when he hugged her, yeah, no, that wasn't an act. I think he actually felt awkward. I think he felt like, oh, I don't know what to do now. Mm-hmm. Like, well, oh my it was God. like he hugged her and he hugged her very tightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for a long time, and then after the hug, that's when he was awkward. Yeah. Like. Yeah. He didn't know what to do. And we yeah, exactly, saw both of their faces. I mean, what do you think Peyton was thinking? Because it was like a long hug and there was this look on both their faces. And I don't know. Because they don't understand what to do with it. Because I, I think what it meant was, oh, there's 
there's some feelings here, but I can't just pop back in after three months and expect this guy to pick up where we left off. Right. Right. And he's feeling the same way. It just was awkward. They, they, it's the lack of any kind of trust about, you know, whether you should even go down that road again. Hashtag Charles Crabarty. <laughs> you can spell it easily. Yeah. It's Charles and Chakrabarty put together. Charles Crabarty. Um, but uh, I have to say, uh, TV line, this article, I think it was uh, one of our listeners dropped this in the group. I want to give her credit, but as I'm bringing it up... Um, Marissa NDC. That's right. Yes. Thank you, Marissa. Um, this this article had a uh, quote from uh, Raul Coley about this, and he said, it was supposed to be them saying, good to see you, all the best. And that hug was supposed to be a platonic hug. But Allie and I did our scene together, and we really had fun with it. And then we get an email from Rob a couple days later, and he's like, aw, I want more. <laughs> so... <laughs> Could be a goodbye hug. Could be a like. That was good. supposed to be a platonic hug. Yeah, it was an awfully long platonic mm-hmm. hug. You know, uh, that's not how I read maybe, it. Maybe, uh, maybe Raúl just missed Allie. <laughs> like I miss working. With <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, we'll see where, what happens with that. I'm not convinced that's over. <laughs> I mean, I'm putting that. That's what I'm saying. This is my crackpot theory. That <laughs> there will be more between Peyton and Robbie. Yeah, I believe so. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I felt bad last season because I was uh, I was thinking that perhaps Peyton was going to be the big death of the season. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I think I'm going to push that theory to season two. Um, I'm thinking Peyton's going to be a big death of the season. Why do you want to murder I Peyton? don't want to murder her. I'm just <laughs> seeing this. Okay, last week. No, no, no. Okay, I no, I'm trumping you. I'm going to say, you know that date they were supposed to have? He was dressed in the suit and they were going to meet yeah. on the movie. What was the movie? Vertigo. Doesn't matter. Thank you. I think that date will still happen someday. I think That's it'll happen. Theory. And then the and next, she'll die. And fall then off she'll the die that night. Oh, you're just evil. I've got my ear to the writer's room. Because, okay, last week, Blaine <laughs> made Speedy the face of the whole drug competition. Yeah. And Mr. Boss murdered all his henchmen and then had Speedy murdered as well. Blaine tells D.A. Baracus, which I love that name, uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, he wants... Um, he wants uh, him to take Mr. Boss down. Right. Well, what do we see in this next episode? D.A. Baracus saying, hey, we're coming after the Utopia. Uh, we're going to take down this whole criminal syndicate and the head of this task force. I'd like to introduce right. <laughs> Peyton Charles, everyone. <laughs> so I'm, and Peyton's like, we're coming for you. We're going to, you know. So you think that the boss, whatever his name is, is going to kill her as as is going part of to the murder? Peyton. <sighs> well, I have to admit <laughs> that theory has some merit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Peyton's going to die necessarily, but I think that it's all that's where the season is going to go. Those two are going to the two stories are going to converge. Mm. Yes, majors and Peyton's. You mean? Yeah. Major and Peyton. Majors with the Majors Utopium and Peyton's hunting for the Utopium yeah. and then and uh, Blaine the yeah. Blaine and D- yeah. the DA. Yeah. Yes. All of it. Mm. It will Boss, all come together Mr. Boss. in a 
in a blaze of glory. <laughs> yes. Or something like that. On a tall building till we can do vertigo. No, I don't know. <sighs> I'm just really sad that you think that this is the end of Major as we knew him. I'm still mourning this. No, I hope you're so wrong. <laughs> I, I hope we get him back because he, I ah. hope at least he gets some chance to be funny as well because he's really funny. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I just think that... I think his his dark slide will last a while, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. And even the dog, the happy wagging dog, he won't make him feel better. Oh, <laughs> uh, a little minor. Mm, stop. <laughs> um, I did also want to mention this is, uh, we find out this is Liv's birthday. So this is the, this is yeah. the birthday episode. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get this every season, the... Third episode of the season is a live birthday episode. And Major does nothing for it. Yeah, he doesn't mm, mention anything. Nothing. And even when he's standing there with Peyton and Ravi, it doesn't come up. Nope. I was actually really touched that there was that birthday cake in the fridge yeah. for Liv. And then it was from Peyton. I went, aww. And, <laughs> and Gilda wants to punch Peyton in her, right in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little bit of trivia, though, on her driver's license when she shows it, it says her mm-hmm. birthday is November 13th, uh, so that means that this episode takes place on November 13th, and I could have sworn, like, the last episode took place in July, but I I, I can't remember, so, and I don't want to look go back and look just yet. Um, November 13th, it's somebody, it's one of the writers or somebody nope. on the staff's it's, birthday. It's Raul it? Coley's birthday. Oh, um, is it? Yeah. <laughs> And if you're marking that on your calendar, uh, also Rose just uh, celebrated her birthday on October 10th. So at first I was like, oh, she's sharing a birthday with uh, with Rose, but she's actually sharing a birthday with Ralph Coley. Hmm. Okay. Is there anything else? Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, um, I liked when uh, Vonda Clark is doing the tea. And you think he's doing it to a video, but it's like a yes, yes, it's a real guy. He's got a Skype video, Skype yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, I was like that was surprising. Yeah, I know, I was surprised by that too. <laughs> that same scene where he's like, you know, I'm going to vote you off the board, blah blah blah, and he's like, and you know, well, look what I, how I feel about that, and he points to his points to his mouth, and he does a little smirk. <laughs> <laughs> he is he is such fun to watch. He really is. <laughs> Um, and you're right. Nothing ruffles him. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, and he great. speaks what he's speaking. I assume that was Japanese. I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, he just you know he's this incredibly uh, well traveled, learned guy. He's a bit of a Renaissance man, and nothing bothers him. And he can also be diabolical at the same time. <laughs> so he, I agree. He's fun to watch. He's great. Not arguing that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of well cultured, forgot to mention that uh, Ravi starts speaking German while handling an implant. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, that was great. But of course, you know, carpal tunnel. Um, I had some bitchy lines that I needed to read. I don't know if you guys have any you wrote down. <laughs> um, all my friends are cold hearted bitches, and that includes the men. <laughs> What's wrong? Were your bib overalls in the wash tub? <laughs> she says that to Clive. <laughs> Take your finger out of your mouth, sweetheart. That's full of herpes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my favorite, which was like the most shocking, I think. These kind of women don't need a phone to call a man. They just stand upwind and drop their panties. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's 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 dirty. Um so yeah, I think that's all the notes I had. I'm probably gonna 
slap myself for forgetting something, but we need to move on because there's some feedback and we're running along here. Um, bu- 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 bu. where is it? We did have a, an email from Kirsten, uh, our friend at iZombieObsessed.com. Um, she wrote, love this episode so much, but then again, I always love the new iZombie episodes. Where to start? First off, I'm strongly disappointed in Major. I understand he believes he's protecting Liv, and I can fully support that. But he is taking this way too far. He's making the wrong decisions and going after the wrong people. And sleeping with Gilda? I mean, I get it. She's beautiful, (laughs) but she's bad. I suppose it's that bad girl charm. Yeah, um... Kirsten, it's she's she's pretty hot, uh, and the whole yoga thing. Oh, okay, uh, that was a side note. Back to Kirsten's email. Um, either way, Major is going in a downward spiral, and it hurts my soul. On a lighter note, I loved the new brain that Liv was on this week. Seeing her all dressed up and somewhat vapid was so enjoyable. She looks incredible, and Rose McIver just continues to impress. I am now convinced that she could do anything. This was another great episode, and I'm. Just excited to see what happens next week. And a quick shout out to Robin and Steph. You guys are amazing. Love and support from your iZombie-obsessed sister. Keep up the great work, Kirsten, a.k.a. iZombie-obsessed. Oh, thank you, Kirsten. We're amazing. Yay. Yay. You're amazing, too. (laughs) That's really sweet. Yeah. It was. Um, do either and Robin? No, the yoga thing that wasn't ah, hot, that was far too obvious and probably beneath her because she ought to be brighter than that. Sorry, yeah, she was working them, she was working, yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, it wasn't subtle. No, (laughs) that's my complaint about that. It's just, (laughs) I would think she's a bright enough person, she didn't have to be quite that. She's very direct, though. She put the whole foot between his legs at first, (laughs) that's true, yikes. Yeah, because early in the episode he he blew her off. Yeah, but but later on he took her up on it. Yeah, because by then he'd had his utopium. <laughs> yeah, and it, I guess it must be more of a sort of an ecstasy kind of drug too. You know. Um, yeah, they implied that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we do have a couple of Facebook messages. Steph, do you have that open at all? Or uh sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, sound of facebook <laughs> where would that be let's see uh facebook.com slash groups uh-huh. slash i zombie yes. podcast which i okay. hope everybody joins up on and uh, i was okay. very happy to see that i put a feedback thread up there and actually marissa was the one that messaged me so like hey you gonna put a feedback thread up i'm like oh yeah I really should. And people actually left feedback on it. I couldn't believe it. I can't find it. It's, Hold on. It's pinned to the top. Pinned. Yeah. Pinned. Pinned, 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 pinned. It's the photo of Liv know. in that uh, lovely blue dress, American flag in the background. It says, leave a comment here. <laughs> that real dead ass one. No, I don't. I'm just not. I'm going to read David's. Seeing it. <laughs> Dave, Sorry. That's okay. Keep looking. Maybe you can get the next one. Uh, David says, loved it. From the major slap to all the fashion housewife phrases. Loved it all. And major needs to keep off the drugs to make that makes him prone to hooking up with psycho redheads. LOL. And who would have guessed that her 
her and Von Duclark were father-daughter, it makes that weird sexual tension I felt between the actors back in episode one super awkward now. LOL. And the moments where major zombie hunts are so sad but pull you in at the same time. And yay, Peyton's back. Oh, and that zombie attack at the end gave me so many Marcy feels from episode three. That's right. Uh, Marcy, we miss you. Although uh, I did go to uh, New York Comic Con and uh, that actress uh, Eliza Bellini, I think her name is, she uh, was in the X Files uh, episode, the first episode of the revival. So I found it. Do you want me to read one? Oh, I finally found it. <laughs> All right, then go ahead. Do you want to read Marissa's? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> All right, so Marissa says, uh, I really enjoyed last night's episode. There's a lot to discuss, so here it goes. Is there a new formula for the brains this season? They look more gelatinous than I remember. Maybe something to make them taste better? Yeah, they were mixed mixed with, like, tuna this week. But no, but before she cut the brain, it did. It looked more jelly-like. I agree. (sighs) It did. Maybe she, I think they're always... Maybe she jelly gels them or something before... Uh, <laughs> with it. <laughs> the victim's husband looked familiar, so I looked him up. He was Papa Casablanca's from Veronica Mars. Love all the callbacks to Veronica Mars. Speaking of which, Liv saying a long time ago we used to be friends was totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Major's downward spiral continues. He's a zombie hitman, rapidly becoming a utopian addict, and he just had... Uh, work sex with the crazy Gilda. He's not very lily white anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I blame him for any of it, but it would be nice to have good things for Major for once. Yeah. I knew Bethany, the personal sharper and killer, was too good to be true. She seemed way too interested in the case and was sticking around too long in the episode to be an inconsequential character. Peyton is back, and I love that even though she was gone for so long, now that she's back, she's making amends. She goes right from the press room, right from the press conference to get Liv's birthday cake, and then goes to see Robbie. I was bummed that Liv missed her, but I sense I sense some lingering sparks between her and Robbie. Mm. And finally, Gilda is Vonda Clark's daughter. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Marissa. Um, did you want to read Jen's, Moira? Sure. Yeah, Jen, when this is probably too late for the podcast. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) But here it goes. Excited Peyton is back and looking forward to where her relationship with Ravi and Liv goes. I think there'll also be some overlap with Major's story since he's sliding further into the utopian drug culture. Is someone going to discover the garbage bags full of dead zombies? <laughs> That's a good point. Like when Dexter's dump zone was discovered, he keeps dumping the bodies over the same bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, will the bodies decompose at the same rate as a human, or will their decomp be quicker, making identifying them harder? I'm still unsure how this virus model for zombism works. A good point about yeah. the bo- yeah. bags. I'm, I'm assuming that their decomp won't be as quick inside the garbage bags. Um, but they also do floats, but maybe, um, Major's putting bricks in those bags too. I don't know. Um, and, uh, Marissa's. Yeah. Marissa just has uh, basically responding to Jen and maybe there's a little bit more here about, um, she says if there's a river there, the water can't be all deep. So even if it isn't discovered, there's only so many bodies that major bodies major could jump there. Maybe Max Rager 
I could get a handshake deal with a crematorium to make Major's job easier. <laughs> Not that I want more zombies to die. I just don't want Major to get caught. He needs to find a way to document that he's being blackmailed into doing this and pin the blame on Gilda and Von Duclark where it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, boy. Um, it's a lot of death he's getting away with. Um, yeah. I'm going to say uh, Major in jail by the end of the season. Major in a jail with zombies in the jail. <gasps> Zombie jail. <laughs> oh, it's going to be amazing. We can see, like, uh, you know, Major getting into sweaty shower room uh, fights with uh, zombies. <laughs> Couldn't Major just kill Von Duclark and be done with it? Uh, yeah, but he'd be killing a human. You see, they're different than zombies. Zombies are terrible, evil brains. They eat brains, so therefore they're disposable or something. You have to go and split hairs, Robin. (laughs) I'm just saying where Major's (laughs) mind might be. I know. I'm teasing you. I know. That's a good point. point. Uh, But but see, I would still argue, yeah, there's zombies, but Liz is a zombie. And I'm back to what I said ages ago in my feedback, I think, which was Major knows there's a potential cure. Yeah. So I don't quite know how he can... Rationalize this. And Major's hairs are being split anyway. Anytime a zombie shows up, so mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a simple little special effect, but I like mm-hmm. it so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah, I was. We, we were we were all like um, uh, thinking that maybe it was uh, the the side effect was going to be uh, some sort of uh, super zombie that Major and Blaine get turned into as a result of this mm-hmm. cure. But I don't know. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this uh, cure really uh, you know works uh, Blaine's game as well. Um, did we mention how awesome it was that Liv finally went in full on zombie mode this week? Because <laughs> uh, that needs to be mentioned. <laughs> I was actually thinking that at the beginning of the episode. I was like, man, when is she going to be like – because we never get that. You would think no. – I guess this is not the kind of show where, you know, like the Incredible Hulk, they turn, it's going to turn into the Hulks by the end of the episode. And but Because uh, the last time was when she killed somebody in front of Peyton, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so that might have put her off for a while. <laughs> but, you know, she gets angry. She loses yep. it. Especially if she hasn't eaten in a while. Um, okay, well, I think that's all we had to say. I do have um, uh, next week's uh, synopsis or whatever, tease uh, paragraph thingy. What do you want to call it? <laughs> description? There we go. Uh, okay, yeah, description. <laughs> ready to go. But I do want to um, uh, thank Moira very much for uh, stopping by. Um, we had our uh, we had our guest Malika lined up, but unfortunately she had um, other things she had to get to. So hopefully she'll be back uh, in a couple weeks. But, oh, thanks thank for you. inviting me. It was fun, 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 fun. Yeah, it was good talking to you, Moira. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah. If anybody hasn't noticed by now, uh, Moira and I had done a podcast together <laughs> one time, <laughs> so uh, the conversation flows very freely. <laughs> uh, luckily, it wasn't too freely, so. Uh, we, we're good. Um, so th- <laughs> thanks for uh, stopping by. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> podcast is called Fisher Cast. So we did a we did an intro cast for Six Feet Under. So yeah. So look it up. It was great. More more. Uh, I just love doing TV shows that take place in like morgues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun, Robin. Is there anything else I- you want people to look out for? 
Yeah, the occasional feedback I toss here and there, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And looking forward to when your angel podcast starts up again, Redemption Cast. Yes, yes. Maybe we'll have you on as a guest. Yay. Anyway, here's uh, the episode title for next week is Even Cowgirls Get the Black and Blues. And the description is Liv Sings the Country Blues. While investigating a case, Liv eats the brains of a country singing waitress. Detective Babineau meets a female FBI agent who will be working out of their offices. Blaine tries to entice a former business associate to come back to the dark side. Meanwhile, Peyton's return is messing up Ravi's game, and Major continues <laughs> his downward spiral. Oh, Matt Barber wow. directs. Deidre Mangan uh, writes, Deirdre Mangan writes, and uh, that, yeah, that'll be on the 27th, right? That's next Tuesday. Yes. Uh, anything else, folks? Nope. I think that's it. Uh, Steph, Moira, your work here is done. Go. Get selfish. Find something <laughs> that will put the you in fabulous. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> oh, Bye. <laughs> The iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Thank you for listening to our show. Obligatory contact information in three, two, one, go. You can follow me on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow me as well at L. Robinero. If you like what we do, check out our other podcast about the Joss Whedon show, Angel Redemption Cast. Find us at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. I also have a third podcast all about the Marvel Netflix television series. The Defenders Podcast. Find that at DefendersPod.com. Like us on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash iZombiePodcast. Join our Facebook discussion group, Facebook.com slash groups slash iZombiePodcast. You can find those links and more on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Use those delicious cerebellums and make sure you leave it on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're out. Brand Appetit!